I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is Tuesday, July 21st, but we are recording this on Sunday night. And I think that's an important distinction to make because if it was Sunday earlier in the day around noon, uh, you'd be getting a very different James on the podcast today. But I'm, I'm reserved, James. I'm calm, James. We're in a good spot. We had a few FA Cup games today. Um, the Premier League is a week from winding down, so we got plenty to talk about there. But Patrick, we had our teams uh, battling it out in the FA Cup this past weekend. Yeah, uh, I thought we were. I thought we were destined to meet in the final for the Prem to the Prem Bowl. The, the universe the FA, wasn't ready for the Prem Bowl. Yeah, the Prem to the Prem Bowl is not not quite ready for 2020. So maybe uh-huh. 2021 we'll, we'll we'll find a way to yeah, well, to have that work out. But interesting games, the both of them. Both really interesting games. Um, I, I want to say your uh, your donkey brain parlay came back to bite me on. Uh, on the United Chelsea game, but, but you're, <laughs> you're going to blame me for United losing because I had a donkey brain parlay and the universe wouldn't allow for it. No, 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 no. I just had to, I just had to speak my truth, Patrick. That's what I do here. I just had to speak it out loud and, and now it's over. It's in the past. Like I said, I'm calm, James. Okay. Um, okay. Why don't we go chronologically? Let's start, let's start Arsenal city. And we get, we had the pleasure of watching that one together and mm-hmm. It was one of those rare occasions where I actually was rooting for uh, for Arsenal in the sense that I was hoping we could play them in the final. Obviously, it didn't work <laughs> out, but uh, you know, at least we have that memory of rooting for the same team together. Yeah, and, and I, w- I was rooting for United today. It was it was a, yeah, yeah. this weekend was rare for hence us. The, hence the parlay of donkey brands. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But um, well, yeah, Patrick, I, last I, I was just going to tee it up this way for you. Last week, you said um, when we were talking about the way they came off the disappointing North London Derby, the way Arsenal did. Uh, one of the things you said was the players aren't good enough for Arteta's ambition and where he wants to take the team. Um, it, it, it was a day where City didn't really turn up with their full assortment of class intact, but the players put in a really good shift for the badge on Saturday, and you must be really pleased to see that. Yeah, and I thought they did um, a similar thing midweek against Liverpool, and Mm-hmm. You know what I was particularly pleased with was what uh, Arteta and the team, kind of the messaging that everyone was saying after after the game. You know, uh, David Luiz said, you know, uh, you know, we have to be humble because we're not where we want to be, and we know that there's a gap in quality, so mm-hmm. we have to do the. You know, we have to play as a team. We have to dig in, and that's effectively saying the only way we're going to beat City is if we play a real, real tight defensive game. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, uh, City didn't need to. If, if City were more clinical, I think we would have had a, a little bit of a different game. I'm thinking in particular of two pretty point blank opportunities for Sterling, sure, uh, which could have equalized sure. it. And Arsenal were very, before? very. Yeah. And Arsenal were very um, uncharacteristically, I think, um, ruthless with their opportunities. They so were ruthless. Was, op- yeah. Yeah. It was very strange. It was a weird. It was. We. we it was basically like doing 
um, doing the pep to pep. It was it was it was a really strange, strange thing to watch. It was mm-hmm. yeah. You 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 watched it with me. You you saw how much I was stressing out because I just can't I just can't imagine that Arsenal can get through those types of games without making a mistake that cost them and to. You know, think yeah, they didn't. It was, it was it was fun to watch. And we talked about this live, but for the fans at home, I, one of the things I mentioned to you was obviously as a fan of a team playing against City with a two two nil lead, you're never going to be comfortable. You know, you're nervous, and and Arsenal was packed in defending, so it's understandable that you were kind of kind of nervous. But what I said was from maybe a more neutral perspective, who could kind of see the game flow. I was like, dude, I don't think you have anything to be nervous about, and. It would be a discredit to say that was all to City not, you know, having their day or showing up. Um, mm-hmm. The players put in a really good shift, and I think it's good you made the through line to the Liverpool game earlier in the week because Arsenal were opportunistic and they were ruthless. Um, you know, two chances against Liverpool, one more, uh, both gifts, but one definitely more so than the other, and they put them away. And let's give you a moment to bask in the fact that you've just beaten Liverpool and City in the same week. Yeah, you. I mean, who who would have thought? You know, who who would have who would have picked Not us out of anybody? You know, <laughs> look at us. Look oh, at us. Look at us. Um, yeah, but I think that the the funny thing is we've got Villa and Watford in in our next two games, and I mm-hmm. think that Arsenal are likely going to struggle when they have to take the game to the to the opposition. It's, it sounds an wrong. awful lot like United when <laughs> our conversations about United earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean, I I think that what Arsenal haven't done for so many years is come to those games with the effort. The uh, the humility, like we mentioned, to kind of play a more defensive brand, and then the ac- execution for ninety minutes to, mm-hmm. to to not let up, and then just mm-hmm. see out a result. Uh, and it, it just early, like a week ago, we had to be a little bit more ambitious against um, Spurs, and we couldn't quite break into the game. And then mm-hmm. Spurs were able to capitalize. Uh, and and again, I think Arsenal will struggle as they build to be a more dynamic and a threatening team going forward against smaller mid-table teams. But this is great to see against the top six, especially you know, we haven't won away against a top six team in God knows how long. I think mm-hmm. six, seven years. So even winning at Wembley and winning against Liverpool, those are those are big steps. But, uh, yeah, City were, City were off too. I mean, we were, De Bruyne wasn't there. Sterling, like I said, missed a couple clear chances. They seemed – is lost the right word, James, at, at breaking down Arsenal's defense? They seemed out of ideas to me. Yeah, they got to the point where it felt like they were crossing the ball into a non-present target man. You know, like, it's nice to have Aguero making the intelligent runs, but, I don't know, Jesus is not really the guy who's going to go up and win the ball in the air against a uh, a rabid David Luiz or mm-hmm. uh, or his partner Mustafi. Um, yeah. But let's, let's, let's wrap it up on this. I got a question for you. I, I think uh, the last two league games, what's at stake is really... I guess whatever you want to call final league position and making sure the consistency and and sort of general game flow is there with the players, but it's really all eyes towards the FA Cup final against Chelsea. And how important of a game is that? Do you think for Arsenal, a scale of one to ten? I mean, I think it depends on who um, who finishes in seventh place, which we'll know by the time the FA Cup wraps up. Arsenal's in in tenth right now, but they're three points off seventh, and that's. Uh, Wolves to play Chelsea, and Chelsea's got a whole heck of a lot to play for in the final match week. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. But let's let's go on that journey and assume the table finishes today. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's a massive change in terms of recruitment. I don't think the Europa League is going to be 
a determining factor for the people we're supposed to be ambitious enough about getting. You know, if we were mm-hmm. going to go after a, a party or a, a Pumicano, whatever his name is, if you're dangling Champions League, I don't think, or, or dangling Europa League, I don't think that works. I do think it will set Arsenal back in the development of their, I don't, maybe six to eight guys in the, uh, you know, eighteen to twenty-two range who are trying to figure out if they can be first-team Premier League players. I think that those mm-hmm. eight, twelve, eight, ten, twelve games in the Europa League are absolutely massive towards the development of of those guys. Which, you know, if Arsenal's transfer budgets are are, are as tight as people say, then it's yeah, it's a pretty big game. But sure. Um, I wouldn't chalk up a loss as like a devastating result for Arteta's start. You know, I think there's a lot of positive. Right, and if you lose right. the FA Cup final, it you know it, it is would be what it silly is. to do that. Yeah, it'll be bummed, but you'll be bummed, right? And and and, and especially if we miss out on Europa League, that'll have some other mm-hmm. consequences. But it won't be the end of the world. I don't think. I think it'd be yeah, a nice cherry on top, and we'd be able to really build momentum going into next season if we were able to pull that off. But that's about it. I think either way, you're in a place with Arteta firmly. At the wheel, I hate to say. Um, I'm pleased, yes. I'm pleased. You'll be going into the summer optimistic. Either way, I think, whether you win or lose the FA Cup. James, we could lose all three of these games, and somehow by the first game of next season, I will be convinced we are a Oh, you'll be chuffed. And Nicola yeah. Pepe will be well on his way to uh, unanimous first pick in the, the 11. Yeah. Um, 17 goal and assist contributions, James. What's that stat segment you made up last week? Put Green that in there. <laughs> debut season not bad not yeah. bad the best is yeah. yet to come well yeah I mean like I said you'll be coming up against Chelsea who uh, Chelsea, have the pleasure Chelsea, of facing our United Chelsea. oh yeah most original chant there is Beethoven his 69th symphony mm-hmm mm-hmm well yeah I told you guys you're getting you're getting calm and measured James because sometimes you just need to take the big fat L that the universe hands you. I wish it was in a less of a nightmarish way, but but sometimes you just gotta you know be handed the L, and and that's kind of the mode that I'm in today. It's a good um, perspective. Y- yeah, I mean, credit. What's to your other? Is your alternatives pretty poor? Well, yeah. What else can you take? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What other way can I look at it? Um, play specific blame. <laughs> um, Unrolls <laughs> manifesto. <laughs> did Chelsea deserve to win that game? One hundred percent. Yes, they did, and credit yeah. to them. I was I was particularly impressed with actually Reese James, who I think Carl's been talking up for a while. He looks like a proper player. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a fun one. So, so yes, they deserve to win the game. Did United's players show up to the same physical extent that fans did to Wembley? Also, yes. It. it <laughs> yeah, Sometimes that's an easy pill to swallow, and that's also a very hard pill to swallow. Um, Patrick, I, you know, I obviously want to hear any questions you might have, but I, I, two things I want to get off my chest because I know they're the big talking points um, in Ollie's decisions, which I think were both gambles. And I, I know when you're a manager, you're in the business of making gambles and making decisions. And I'm here to say on the record that I think his two big gambles were actually could like in if they had gone right it would have been you know tactical mastermind like i think he made the right calls first of all overall player rotation i people were really upset when they saw the lineup which harkened back to like pre bruno and pogba returning united where we beat chelsea three times earlier in the season using more or less the same lineup i expected player rotation so i wasn't upset that with the gay the way the games have been coming thick and fast that we'd play that lineup and then obviously the De Gea thing um 
would I have done it? No. But I think people forget that Romero was susceptible to, or sorry, responsible for the mistake against Norwich. And uh, De Gea was in really fine Premier League form leading up to this. Obviously, what then happened, happened. But I think hindsight's twenty twenty, and that was my that was my soapbox to just uh, speak to the decisions that were made in the lead up. Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough getting out in front of it. It's just PR one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My I took only a PR question, class in college. My only question for you is it. You you saw the two the two sides that were put out. Um, it, it looked like one one club Chelsea was making a more earnest attempt to win the game, and United, in my opinion, was kind of trying trying to kind of have their cake and eat it too, which is get their squad With team rotation selection? in. Yes, yes. Sure. Uh, and sure. my question to you, I mm-hmm. I think that the the would you agree the logic behind that decision is just geared towards squad rotation to prioritize the Premier League? Yeah, and let's not forget, it's an excuse, but it's also a fact. Um, let's not forget that Chelsea had two more days to rest. You know, like these games are coming fast and fatigue is already showing. So my answer to that, Patrick, is yes, Chelsea had their best lineup out that was available, as in without Conte and I think Pulisic had a knock. They fielded their best team. My answer to that is if we beat West Ham at home on Wednesday in the Premier League, all will be forgiven. This is fine. It's part of it. You know, losing in the FA Cup semi with this kind of team to then get our team back on track against West Ham in a crucial game for the Champions League, all will be forgiven. Yeah, and let's let's just lay this out. Um, quite frankly, even a draw does you well against West Ham because you're even on points with Leicester. Dead even on points with Leicester, dead even on goal differential. Yeah, so I get- don't want it. I, I really don't want it to come down to the last day because if we don't get three points, I think that'll be in the players' heads. And then you're going to play away. Well, I, I know, you know, home field doesn't matter too much um, in, in lockdown. But like I said, I, I don't want Leicester to have the, you know, their tails up for the final game. I think it really is, even though a draw works for us, I think it's got to be the win. Sure, but even if you win. Like Leicester can still beat you in advance ahead of you, correct? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's by one by a one goal margin or a two goal margin, but of they've got I think, you four goals in the goals four column. So yeah, likely likely um, it'll just come down to if Leicester beat United, is their margin of victory equal to or greater than your margin of victory against West Ham? So I guess what I'm saying is wall up West Ham to give you kind of that security. Sure. Sure. And, you know, maybe we don't. But I think what I'm trying to say is I don't see a world, obviously anything can happen in football, where we beat West Ham, we get that sort of redemption from the FA Cup semifinal and then a little bit of redemption in all these decisions. And I don't see us then going to Leicester and losing outright by, let's call it, more than one goal. I just, I I guess I don't see that in my mind's eye. What I do see is a nervy draw or God forbid a loss against West Ham. And then we're, you know, we're shaken on the final day. You know, this team hasn't, this team hasn't proven that they can handle max pressure moments, let alone like the, the appetizer, which will be the West Ham game. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, the, the, the FA cup doesn't get you all that much other than the FA cup. 
as far as you know, looking forward to. Next I was really year. hunting that record, you know, to tie to tie Arsenal. That yeah. meant a lot to me. Um, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I think most United fans would say Champions League over FA Cup all day. Right. I I, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm not I'm not having a go sure. uh, at that. But what I what I will say is, I think that this decision is just it's a safe one from Ali. He's trying to get what he is probably not only. What the fans want more, it's probably what the players want more, and it's probably what the board wants more. It's probably, probably everybody wants more around Champions League <laughs> next season, would be my guess. So he's made his bet, and I, I think it's a pretty safe bet, but he's got a couple games to figure it out, and then if not, he better hope he can play some tournament football and, and get there through the Europa League. Um, mm. I was just curious if, yeah, you were, you were upset about it either way, but it sounds like United fans have that, have that singular vision. But... Oh, I yeah, mean, I, like I, I said, mean, if we were recording this pod at noon, I don't know what would come out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have you have the perspective of time. You got a full belly. You know, no, no, no reason to be upset. Mm-hmm. Full um, belly. No ramen another this FA week. Cup final. This will be Europa League revenge, possibly for Ar- Arsenal um, to get into the Europa League. What a story that is. Uh, but yeah, we beat them the last <laughs> two times we played them in the. In the uh, FA Cup final. I'm sure Carl and Miguel remember the Rob Holding Masterclass with mm. Paramaritasacker. Mm, they're going to write books about that one day. It feels right. It feels like Arsenal's Arsenal's trophy. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Maybe we'll do a simulation twitch beforehand. Put you behind the wheel. Mmm. Crowley takes the wheel. Mm-hmm. How good does it feel? <laughs> Emmy Martinez <laughs> in goal? Nope. Subbing in Leno. Taking that 86. <laughs> All right. Should we, mind's eye. All right, should, we, on. should we put a cap on that one? Yeah. 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 Thanks for indulging us, friends. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're a Premier League podcast. Patrick, in all but a week, a week's time, we're going to be done with the Premier League. We're going to put it away for a couple months. Maybe not and even, maybe just a month though, right? When's the next season start? I have no idea. Let me just Google it. We should be able to tell people this. They're probably thinking the same thing. So I'll just Google it for them right now. We're the authority on Premier League news. I have no idea when the next season starts. Um, While you're Googling that, something I want to let the fans know. We're going to do a little reverse Freaky Friday agenda today on Prem de la Prem. I think far too often, uh, for whatever reason, maybe your service cuts out. You don't make it to the end of the episode. You know, something comes up. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't finish it. You know, it happens. We get it. We're going to front load Degenerate District and a couple other segments that usually go at the end just to kind of shake things up a little bit. Keep, keep trying things out. So, you know, give us some feedback. But uh, this is really, first of all, Patrick, you got an answer on that? Yeah, uh, September 12th. So it will be a good couple months. Mm. Mm. An extra that's, month. That's about a month. Yeah, an extra month. Yeah, and then we'll have, but we'll have, um, what, we'll have like, Champions League going into August. Football, yeah, yeah. So less, less, uh, less downtime. I wonder when the transfer window will close. Mm. Hopefully, still at the end of August. Probably still at the end of August. No reason. Boris Boris Johnson said fans could return as soon as October. Now, Sporting Bible slapped a breaking news on that. That could have been outside of Downing Street while he he had crumpet crumbs on his face. I don't know how official of an announcement that was, but came out of his mouth. James, I'm not so good with. Um, with politics across the pond, as they'd say, are mm-hmm. we a pro or anti Boris Johnson podcast? Mm, I think we can we can slap an anti on that. Okay, yeah, all right. That's I all will you need do to do some know. research and see know. if I agree. 
Oh, okay. All right. I think you'll find we're in agreement. Okay, fair enough. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Degenerate District, Patrick, uh, we got some splaining to do. We got some splaining to do. We, Matt, how do I, how do I phrase this? Matt Morton has Como Sedice no money left. <laughs> and I think if we made up a segment called You Played Yourself, it's because it's our money that is gone. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's your fault because I think in a very uncanny manner, everything that you got right, I forgot to lock in. And then like yeah. without, without fail, everything you've gotten wrong, which has been, you know, coming on Pro- like a waterfall lately. Project um, Restart hasn't in. been, hasn't been great to the degenerate district. No, it hasn't. You you got hot and then you got cold real fast. Mm-hmm. But just to recap, we had last week, uh, Sheffield plus what, at one half against Leicester, Leicester won. Uh, Wolves to beat Burnley outright, or sorry, Burnley to beat Wolves outright, um, ended up a draw, and then City 5-0 against Bournemouth, and um, did not come to fruition either, but, you know, Matt Morton aside, we'll we'll try and get a hold of him and, you know, explain our side of things. I want to give you a chance to redeem yourself. Me? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is your segment, right? Um, But what do you mean redeem myself? We have no money left. Yeah, but you still offer advice, general mm. advice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I wanted to do for the people a 10-team or 10-game mm-hmm. parlay. Oh, because those have been going money. great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. On, on the final match week. But I have not. We don't have lines for that yet because we donkey need for, is as donkey does. The donkey lines don't come out until <laughs> the midweek donkeys are complete. So I need these midweek <laughs> games to settle, and then I will get lines for the um, the what's it called? The final match week, final match week, and then I will give you guys a special free edition ten game parlay. It'll all be over in two hours. My picks to you. Feel free to alter it if you want, but that's not going to help you. Um, if you want to make a little bit of money and advance that, just parlay uh, United and Wolves to win midweek. Ooh. Okay. That's almost even odds in okay, Wolves. Okay, just a little, are, a little something to tie them over before the grand yeah, finale. Yeah, because those are, those are, those are uh, better than even odds, pretty good odds. Um, both Wolves and United, I think, are in positions where – they really need to win these games. Mm-hmm. Crystal Palace is on a five-game losing streak against Wolves, and West Ham, I think, has just got the safety that they need. Yeah. That that United, at their level of desperation, is just going to cut them, yeah. just come in and just beat their ass. So, um, I really like that parlay midweek for you, and then I'll put it on the gram. The final match. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, let's find a way to get the ten-way yeah. parlay out to uh, out to the fans, and just so all you at home know what kind of what kind of beast we're dealing with uh, dealing with here in Patrick Crowley. Uh, he said mm. to my face one time, "Every gambling book I've ever cracked open starts with the first chapter that says never take parlays," and you've been doing them ever since. Well, they're just too spicy, James. They're a spicy meatball with more spicy meatballs and a spicy meat sauce. On top of a big old plate of spaghetti, and guess what? Worth the I'm chowing down. Yeah. So <laughs> and it's unlimited. Um, yeah, but I've been I've been my parlay game's been close recently. My UFC parlay almost came in. If United didn't shit the bed, that would have come in. I've heard that's how it works, right? You just need to be close. I shoot to get hot, James. I'm like mellow. Mm-hmm. Are you hot? 
No, so I'm going to keep shooting. We're keep, okay, so we're still shooting. Yeah, I shoot to get hot. I don't shoot because I'm hot. And you don't stop shooting. No, no. Okay. I usually actually stop when I get hot because it's too good to be true. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm going to take that parlay, that midweek one. That seems like mm, easy money. Yeah, slap it down. All right, moving on. Uh, this is the final fantasy check-in before we wrap things up. And we've been saying it's been down to Will Jones and Matt, uh, sorry, no, um, Zen and Tonic. And that would be a disservice to Reese Lightning, Mark Starling, who is chasing down Will Jones's tail. Will's on... 2,113 points. Mark is on 2,101. Difference of 12. Going into the last weekend of games, and they are chasing down that Prem de la Prem sign jersey like it's dogs chasing the rabbit. Do they have an option to not have their jersey signed? It's highly encouraged. Got it. It's highly encouraged. We're going to put it out to them like a CVS that says, do you want to donate $5 to homeless shelters and then just give them like the stare face while they make a decision can't wait can't wait so whoever wins be it will be it mark be it zin and tonic we're gonna get them on the pod and um you know have them thank us Mm-hmm. feels like a like a forced <laughs> pr opportunity yeah they have to pay homage to us like the michael State scott their- confused handshake photo state their address <laughs> on uh on air <laughs> <laughs> pay respects to the pod yeah now just and hit me with the last four digits of your social we should be good yeah and we will deliver the uh the jersey post hence mm-hmm. yeah could be del- uh, delayed because of coronavirus but we'll get it out to you we need enough time to sign it obviously all right so we're coming down to the wire there andy uh, you know notably not mentioned uh had, had a bit of a fall from grace he learned how to make subs too late in the game mm-hmm. but finally got Montreal out of there it was a wild run. It was survive in advance. And alas, he could not Started stick not. it out. He forced the pace. He was like the guy in the marathon who just comes out running like four minute miles. You're like, dude, you're no. going to oh, get we gotta tired. we got to get this. Yeah, but we got to get this guy. But yeah, but that raised. got to chase this re- guy down? Yeah, but that raised the bar for the rest of us. And that and is so how we, Andy would run a marathon. We have to salute him. Yeah, he would run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Then he would find. One of those little boats by the river and just... What are those boats that are on like the Venice Canal? That's what I'm picturing. A gondola? Yeah, and then he would just take one of those all the way up the river to the finish. What is this, wacky races? He's just finding boats? Well, I'm talking about... It's a nice marathon along a river. Ah, okay. I like that picture in your head. Mm-hmm. Let's move to another... If you ever need need pictures, just, just come over here. I got you. All right, moving on to another beloved segment that we've usually put towards the end of the episode. Patrick, it's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. Say it back for me one time. It's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. All right. Thank you. And on this a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. You're just doing that to fuck with me. I, I'm keeping you honest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have to way, do a fan poll to see if they actually like that or if they get annoyed. Well, I'm sure it snaps them back into listening. <laughs> yeah. it was the most listened to part of our podcast it's the it's the hey wake up don't fall asleep at the wheel there's also a sharp sharp cliff in terms of um listen duration right around whenever a little bit leave it starts it's a little bit leave it oh i just did myself 
<laughs> you played yourself. All right, continue. Um, I love this segment, though. Regardless of sound bites that you plug in, I think you're a phenomenal editor, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, let's put it this way. Last week, I decided to leave all my takes behind, bury them out back in the yard, never to be brought up again, and I think that was a pretty big decision to me. I will take a little bit of credit, a little bit of credit, for sensing something was afoot at the bottom of the table with managers being sacked before the end of the season. I got my W's confused. I said David Moyes at West Ham. It was actually Nigel Pearson at Watford. A very similar scenario, so my intuition was right. I just got the names mixed up. Um, other than that, I'm happy I left my takes behind. You, on the other hand, have not. Yeah. Hey, James, I do want to say, um, after you had some comments to make on my Pepe take, the the um, the... When you announce a take in this segment, as I envisioned it in my mind's eye, there's no um, there's no dissent. There's no dissenting opinion because you're just putting it out there and you're leaving it. And That's then right. That's right. when you revisit is when you can call things donkey-brained. So That's right. You did lay that out at the beginning yeah, of this. I would like you to apologize for calling my Pepe take last week donkey-brained, but I then give you permission to call it donkey-brained today. I apologize for calling your donkey brain take donkey brain. Thank you, James. I called it what it was, and now I realize that was wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. You were wrong about Pepe or about the order in which you did things? Both. Both. Great. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, Patrick, you've still got some on the table. Uh, One, I also slagged off a little bit because it felt like a, uh, how do you say, layup. Mm -hmm. But... Well, that's fair because I made that take ages ago. That's fair. I will take criticism on the Burnmouth take as I collect my delicious dub. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's remind the viewers. Patrick, one of yours that is still alive is Bournemouth to get relegated. And in a cruel or exciting twist of fate, that's really up to Arsenal. That's really up to Arsenal. Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and assume Watford is playing... Oh, shoot. I know they're playing City, and they're about to get stomped by they're an playing angry City. Pep. They're playing, yeah, they're City, playing City and Arsenal with their caretaker close. manager, and then they're playing Arsenal. So, if Arsenal feels like giving Watford a result, it's over for Bournemouth. All, they need is, all Watford needs is one point to stay up. Or Bournemouth, who, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, Patrick, the way in which they lost. To Everton? No, um, to Burnley. It was Villa. Who oh lost no! I'm sorry. Team. I'm sorry. Um, oh shoot! Who did Bournemouth? Who did Bournemouth just lose to? But they had a VAR goal taken away from them. Oh, against Southampton. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but they had an equalizer in the 94th minute, and everyone went nuts. And then VAR actually, you know, credit where it's due, rightfully called it back. But it was it was it was gut wrenching. Damn. Just to feel like they had a point towards safety, which was huge, and. It got ripped ripped apart, but um, especially looking at Watford's schedule, yeah. So you'd, you'd you'd think like, okay, we can maybe get one right. win. They're not going to get another point. I know. So Bournemouth, it's really down to their last game against Everton next Sunday. Um, I, this take looks like it's going to come true. They could get that result though, and if Watford lose their next two games, they would only yeah, the goal differential could swing it. I wouldn't say it's done and dusted. I want I want this for Bournemouth. I really love them as a team. I love Eddie Howe. Um, I think Watford have a shit ownership situation that makes them feel like they can just get a mini bounce in the last two games of their season. 
What about and, Villa? Are you, are you now wanting Bournemouth over Villa to stay up? I would I would take either of them over Watford. So you just want Watford going down? Uh, correct. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah, we're we're Villa and Bournemouth fans. Yeah, yeah, okay. But Both. for the sake of your for the sake of your little bit, leave it. You're in a good position here. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The other one's close. Danny Ings. Would yeah, need let's go a, ahead. And t- um, let's go ahead and talk about this one. Let's go ahead. Danny and talk about Ings this one. needs a brace. Danny Ings needs a brace, and for Vardy to not score any goals against United in a very what I think to be a very low scoring tense game. Yes. So I don't but think let, that it's, it's not it's not it's not a given. We don't. I I don't think that we need to raise the bar to hat trick for Danny Ings. That's I'm getting the feeling you're not leaving this behind. Not a chance. Why would I? It's the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. If he gets a brace and I left it behind, I look like an idiot. Right. Yeah. No. I know the the. Uh... The face-saving metrics, that makes sense. They are going up against Sheffield United, who have the fifth most clean sheets in the league. Yeah, but I feel like when Sheffield United lose... They lose hard? It's not pretty. I mean, that might not even be true. I've been defending them all year, so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like reversing my take on this, Mm -hmm. on them just to justify Danny Ings winning Golden Boot. But who would have thought Danny Ings would have 21 goals going into the final match week? What a season from him. I'm not going to betray him now. Is he is he good enough to you know he he had that stint at Liverpool that was really remembered for his injuries rather than mm-hmm. his, his level of play. Um, do you think he's good enough to be a top six player? <sighs> I don't know. I think he is. I think that if you can perform this well at this level, that you are good enough. Uh, I think he'll be forced to prove it for another year before he gets a shot elsewhere. But I think if he proves it for another year, he's going to be, you know, no no disrespect to Southampton, he's going to be too good and too valuable to stay at Southampton. Yeah. Provided I I, I would imagine they stay a mid table team at best. Yeah. So I think that if he does it another, I think he'll be forced to do it another year. And if he does, he should absolutely get a shot. Liverpool might make might might make sense. Firmino doesn't seem to be scoring anymore. We'll see how that plays out. Chelsea could could take a crack at him. Spurs maybe. Spurs could make some sense. Maybe Leicester. Mm -hmm. Especially if Kane leaves. Leicester, yeah, that would be good. Replace Mm -hmm. Vardy. Mm -hmm. Or a little potent 4-4-2. Ooh, they won the league on a 4-4-2. Sure did. Yeah, probably an upgrade on Okazaki. Um, Okay, so those are your two takes intact. We're not even going to talk about the Pepe one. Okay. I, I refuse to I have, I have I have three more that I want to add as well. Whoa! Yeah. Go, going into the final week? Well, no. I mean, I guess I can hold them, but I want to say them now. So, so are they, these they, more like future-facing, you're just going to float them out into the ether takes? Two of them will be settled oh. by the first game, and then one is a full next season take. All right, go ahead. Arsenal will sign Kai Havertz this summer. Is my one take. Are you, my next take oh, is down. David De Gea oh, will not so start the first game of next season. Oh, this sucks. And then my final take is a call out to every Prem head, yourself included. I am going to win the Fantasy Premier League next year. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my three. James. Who's tracking these? You better be. I got six in the pot. I will always have. You better I'm, have I wanna, these written down. You're the I king get of nebulous takes. I want to get to 50 in the pot. Oh, my God. 
Do you have any new ones? You said you'd have some spicy ones. Uh, I don't right now, but that's because I take a little more time to think things these things. Mm. Yeah, not me. That's how I came up with this segment, though. So, mm-hmm. all right, Patrick, I'm biting my <laughs> tongue real hard. Next week, next Tuesday, we're gonna face up. <laughs> we're gonna show our cards. The I'm flops, gonna have three more. I'm gonna have three happened. more. I will distract. And I will, I will get away from these takes next week with three new takes. This is the ultimate spin zone. You just keep laying down new takes to ignore the old ones. Oh, man. I'm going to try and slip in some ones that are just super, super easy and you won't even know. And I'll just mm-hmm. take up the dubs. All right. Let's move it along. You frustrate, you frustrate me. You done now? You done now, Patrick. Uh, I think... You know, let, let's take this mantra from last week into effect this week, where from now on, I think it's better, you know, it's better to have to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. It's better to be you done now with effort versus quick maths for no effort, because I listened back to the tape last week <laughs> and there were some no shows that got the most undeserved quick maths. Yeah, I felt bad during my edit, just giving myself quick maps. <laughs> I didn't even make a point. I just said right. I just said words that like were related to the prompt. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it it's it's glorified word association at this point. <laughs> okay. So right. the the rule the rule that we both have to earnestly strive for is to make a valid argument for the case that has been presented to us. My favorite of all time, not to give you credit in our own podcast live but my favorite of all time was when you went on a 30 second rant and just <laughs> awarded yourself a quick maths <laughs> was that a it was, that was my spurs rant yeah wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was good all right what's the theme this week um captains of the premier league past and present um the ghost of Juan Basaka past yeah, mine are more vague and theoretical. Or two of them are that way, and then one is. Uh, that's how I. De- that's how I describe person. you as a person. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you introduce me to your friends. He's vague and theoretical. Oh, okay. Probably cool to talk to. <laughs> oh, this guy um, seems cool. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm ready with my vague and theoretical. Yeah. Ones. Captains, past, present, future, anything relative to the Premier League captains of the twenty teams who we support. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I want you to go first, and then if I'm so far off, it might give me time to change some of my bad ones. Okay, so I'll give you the statement. Yes. Okay. I, I treat these, just so you know, I treat these very, like, one is actually something I'm curious to get your take on, and then we progress to, like, I'm just trying to fuck you over. So this yeah, is, I usually try to have a go at you and make yeah, you defend of that. Course. That's oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, without um, a doubt. One, one I actually, I earnestly believe. And then um, one, I just, I just try to make it ridiculous. So yeah, I think we're kind of in the same boat. Okay. So here's the first one. Okay. It makes sense that Hugo Lloris is Spurs captain instead of Harry Kane. He was a World Cup winner, not a World Cup only make it to the semifinal or you want to have somebody who knows how to win when Spurs is cold. You got no. Hmm. That yeah. That was a point. It was it was a point. It was a point. It, and it a was jab. a point. I wasn't trying to have a go at you for England. No. Nah, no. Nah. He did he did win the golden boot. Someone's got to take those penalties. 
okay. Okay. I got one for you. Okay. You can't win the league with a goalkeeper as your captain. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the job. It's a goalkeeper's job to yell at his line anyway. Strikers can't even hear him. You need a field general. You need a Roy Keane. You need a Patrick Vieira. Quick maths. Brilliant. Brilliant. If it wasn't quick maths, it deserves to be. We are hot out of the gates. No the stumbling is, yet. The thing is, even if it if that if you mentioning Vieira pushes you into a you done you done now territory, I'm gonna slap a quick maps on it and just make sure I that back gets looped in with the Roy Keane. Oh, well know. done, James. If you oh, did the other way around, you'd been toast no matter what the time was. Everything I do, a wizard is never late. He's always exactly up on time. Okay. Yeah, butchered that one. Uh, here's 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 my second one, and this is something that is supposed to be a dig. I fear that you believe this. I genuinely okay. fear that you believe this take. <laughs> Granit Jocko will retain the captaincy within a year. He has been the most consistent player <laughs> on Arsenal when it comes to doing what the manager wants. And right now, that is the top priority for Mikel Arteta. I do believe that. I, I know. That. I wrote this. I wrote this. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then I was like, wait a minute. I, I, bet, never... I bet he believes this. I never in a million years, million years thought he would come back um, into the good graces. And, and I never thought that he would be as important as he is. I still think he needs to be upgraded quickly. Though, you know, I, I him and Ceballos have worked well in this partnership. I don't know if we're going to get much help in the transfer window. You don't know. He might be the best option and, you know, he's the captain of... Captain of Switzerland for for years. Mm-hmm. He was previous captain. I, I I think a center midfielder is the best position for a captain, frankly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's crazy. I never thought I saw something on um on Instagram today where it said when <coughs> when uh, when fans are loud in the stadium again. I hope Granite Jaka tell us to fuck off again. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking uh, Project Restart and and coronavirus and, and lockdown without fans probably had the best effect on Granite Jaka. Like, he, he benefited the most, just getting yeah. to play his game without the fans. I mean, he does seem well-liked by his teammates, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was vo- – when I was reading up about it, he was voted, like, unanimous captain by his teammates, right? He was voted captain. Yeah. It seems like after every goal, he's always – everyone's loving him. You know, it's, it's weird. It's weird. There's, there's clearly something that happens that isn't public-facing. Uh, but he hasn't really had any – Calamitous errors recently. So, and that was always the the thing that frustrated people the most. I'd also love sure to be in a player's shoes. Does it again? We'll, I think as we'll a player, you're you're expected without any doubt in your mind to just love the fans. And the idea is that you know they pay your salary by way of buying tickets mm-hmm. to the game. How would you feel if you're just getting slagged off and maybe you're close enough to actually hear what some of them are saying? You know, yeah. I mean, he was we're, we're never gonna, we're never going to be in that on, position. Like, yeah, but. he was mentioning stuff on Instagram, and like if honestly, I would. I don't know how I would deal with it. I know it would upset me because I get emails from people at work that might not even be intended to upset me that I take the wrong way and get upset about. So Just cup your ears at the monitor. Yeah, if somebody is doing like directly attacking me, yeah, yeah, I would. I, right. I, I'd, right. I'd probably tell them to fuck off too. Right. All right. What do you got? Okay, this one's um, this one's another 
I like that we have a similar theme. A similar theme. Um, making Harry Maguire captain before he played a game for United will be Ollie's undoing. That's just patently untrue because Ashley Young was the captain when he showed up. James, you're supposed to just agree with the statement and go ahead. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Do you want me to run it back with, with incorrect information? Is that not correct information? No. When Maguire came in, Ashley Young was the like acting captain. Yeah, But he wasn't even starting. Right. He was club captain, though. Okay, oh let's run it back. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, oh this what? is unbelievable. What? He was the club captain. Uh, you know what I meant. Okay. How so do, club okay. captain's on the bench. He's not a real captain. Okay. Read the thing again. Making Harry Maguire captain before he played a game will be Ollie's undoing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes... <laughs> You need to see how players gel within a team, and there's also the understanding that tenure equals relation to the club, and Maguire just doesn't have that yet. You're done, no. All right. You didn't like that one. The way it was phrased did not hit me well. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was meant to be provocative. Yeah. This is, this is, this is peace, James. Sunday evening. I'm chill. I'm good. Today didn't that's, even happen. That's, that's, not, that's not true. That's a, that's a bad way to deal with your problems. <laughs> When's the game, lads? <laughs> right, playing, I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta, I gotta be, for anyone else? I got to play the game better. I just wish it was factual. Yeah, well, I, I suppose that's on me. Um, yeah, I suppose that's on me. I got to be a better sport. All right. Here's your last one. It's a doozy. Vincent Company is not Man City's most influential captain ever. David Silva, while not wearing the armband every game, he wore it, and he is the club captain now. Duh. He is a little... I don't know where you're getting cut off in that, but I hope it just punctuates the segment. <laughs> oh, that was... That was a difficult one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Because, like, City is a 10-year-old club, and that's how long company's been there. Uh, I don't even know the answer to this one, so I'm hoping that you do. Because this is kind of like a trivia one oh, mixed in. Um, this one's really dumb. Um, okay. I can name all of United's captains to have listed, lifted the Premier League trophy in 10 seconds. Watch me. <laughs> uh, Steve Bruce, Brian Robson, Eric Cantona, Roy Keane, Nemanja Vidic, Gary Neville. You're done, no, done. I think I, I think I nailed it. What about Ferdinand? Did Ferdinand win one? Vidic was captain. Or was he never captain? Vidic was captain. Okay, we'll have to. I don't know the answer to that. I actually Let's look had it up. It I'm, I, th before. I think I got him. I think that I, I saved that a post of that on Instagram. Let me pull that up real quick. Let me pull that up. That was I think that I was a savage way to just quiz me. <laughs> I was Watch real me. chuffed. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know too much about captains. And again, the prompt: captains, past and present. Yeah, don't really know what get. to do with that. That's all you get. All right. Well, I don't know how to work Instagram. Right, so yeah, well, we'll, we'll find out later. Out.
All right, should we move on? Yes. I got a minute culture for you. And it, it it's not, you know, it's around the league. It's not Premier League, but I think it was hard to avoid just from pure cringe and awkwardness factor, the reverberations from Madrid, Spain, when we were watching Gareth Bale try to look happy and take part in Real Madrid's title celebrations when he was clearly wanting to be anywhere else but there, maybe particularly mm-hmm. an 18-hole golf course. Uh, I don't. It, it just it just speaks to like the party you don't want to be at, or you think the host of the party is a dick, being Zidane. I think that spoke to everyone who was watching Gareth Bale there. I mean, he is a guy who. Like, he just, he's okay just being who he is. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like people who are just unapologetically themselves. And Wales, I feel like golf, that. Madrid, in that order. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Patrick, I, I figured this would be a great time to debut our Write Me a Daily Mirror headline segment, which is exactly mm-hmm. what the segment is called. Uh, because the Spanish paper already takes aim at Gareth Bale in so many amazing ways. I figured you could you could have your hand in it and maybe just come up with a salacious rumor while you're at it. Oh, salacious rumor. Okay. Um, what do you got? So I just got a couple. I'm, I'm like in the in the in the newsroom. Yeah, we got to publish a headline in two minutes. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 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 All right. I'm going to do this slowly to kind of make sure I got it. Because the Daily the daily Mirror headlines are like four sentences jammed into one. Usually, I want right? you to do the Michael Scott. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to start. Okay. Gareth Bale snubs Zidane Zidane in Real Madrid title celebrations. Just one night after Zidane Zidane snubbed Gareth Bale for a game of tummy sticks. <laughs> the longest, the longest of headlines. That's pretty much the I guess the that article. was just like half completely made up. I cannot get my mind off that Steve Carell, Michael Scott. <laughs> Headline reads... <laughs> I guess some businesses yeah. still know <laughs> business gets done. Colon. Uh, that was good. That was good. We'll bring okay. that back at unexpected times. Um, I don't see something like that getting published, but at least in this world, we can we can feel like it exists. I have a little man of culture for you. Ooh. This one's a uh, you've been dabbling in the man of culture game. Yeah. So today. Um, Santi Cazorla played his final game yeah, yeah. for Villarreal. He seems like he's going to one of the Qatari leagues, make a whole lot of money. Mm. But special shout out to the little magician who finished third in La Liga in goal contributions this year. Just two years, two and a half years, whatever it was, after being told he may never walk again. Yeah. Shout out to the little man. Love to see him making a making a little comeback. Yeah. Hopefully he makes the the uh, the Euro squad next year. I'd love him to complete his journey like that. Wow. Did he leave Arsenal too soon? I think he'd just get clattered in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, not enough time before it on the ball. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was a classy player. Classy player. Yes. Yeah. A All true right. two-footed player. Now let's talk about not too classy occurrences, Pat. More freakish, so to speak. 
Mm. Why don't you hit me with your freak of the week? My freak of the week is Pep Guardiola and his wardrobe. I cannot believe how hard this man was stunting at the FA Cup semifinals. James said it looked like he was going to the club. He had the light wash jeans on. I don't know if this is something I just haven't seen from him before, but I feel like he was trying to evolve his look so that when Mikel Arteta copied mm-hmm. his look, it didn't mm-hmm. look like the same look. So my freak of the week is going to Pep. Uh, and if you're going to dress like that, you got to get the dub. Yeah, it's like your second in command who's who's rolling out with you to the pregame, and you're like, bro, I thought we were going to wear the same shirt. If you want um, another great comedy of that game was Pep's assistant sitting two chairs away from him, just talking to him while Pep wasn't listening. Yeah, somebody on uh, the Arsenal subreddit dubbed it over, and it's it's gold. It is it is is peak content. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll send it to you. I think he was just wishing it was it was Arteta. You know, I know you can I move. Know. You can move on physically, but sometimes the mind lingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was great. It looked it looked like Pep raided the Zara sale on his on his way to Wembley. <laughs> just washed distressed jeans and some. It's been a while since he's been in London. He white just, sneakers yeah. worthy of Love Island. Yep. Ascend home ceremony. Me. That's not me. <laughs> Man's a waste man. Patrick, my freak of the week. This one probably flew under the radar. Uh, one of Lee Dixon's better punditry games as well. Uh, Norwich played Burnley this past weekend, and they went out in a blaze of glory. Dude, they, they were confirmed about that. They were That's confirmed the relegated, and it's going to the whole team. It's going to the whole team. Two red cards in the first half. One was, you know, ill-advised, maybe a little cheekiness. The second one was. As, as Sir Alex Ferguson would have said, he could have killed somebody. <laughs> he could have killed him. Uh, yeah. So Norwich, um, they're not they're not going they're not going down without leaving their mark on a few players um, in a, in a in a very literal sense. So bye bye birdie to the Canaries. Mm-hmm. They're going out with the freak just pinned to their wing. Yeah, that game was insane. They yeah that Tim was, Krul was having a blinder too, and then it was like you got to play with nine players in an already shit team for the second half. What is the is is David Fark? Is that the name of their manager? Uh, Daniel Fark. Daniel Fark. Yeah, I bet you he just went into it, it. It almost seemed like his pregame talk was like, "Hey guys, let's let's just go prove to him that we're the worst in the league." Yeah, why don't we go do it? <laughs> you know, like it was it was like a Murphy's Law game for them. It was. A sight to behold. It was a great freak, James. They were who we thought they were. Exactly. All right. Well, let's pivot a little bit. I want to hear about your goal of the week. Mm, Letting me go first. Dangerous, because I think there's a clear standout. Mine's going to Declan Rice. He hit Mm. an absolute pearl from just outside the 18, which, you know, although it wasn't a... um, a game winner in the sense it, I, I think it ended the it, it ended the game against Watford and put West Ham on on a path to near certain promotion or not promotion actually no they are never mind not promotion but at the time near certain staying up in the league and yeah, now they survival. are certain to stay up in the league yeah no I remember that it was it was a really good goal really good goal and it's funny you say there was a clear winner here. And I do, I'm trying to let you go first so you don't feel like I'm taking yours. But this week it's very funny because I think this goal was a dead ringer 
of Declan Rice is from someone who you just expect to do it. Harry Kane's third goal against Leicester, the cut inside curler, very similar to Declan Rice. Clinical. Fair enough. And I know this isn't how you're supposed to award goal of the weeks, but I think his second goal was also just the definition of clinical finishing. And then when I saw the third one go in, I was like, I got to give it up to him. Uh, Harry Kane back in great form, and it's good to see him scoring just tasty curling finishes. And I don't think anyone's happier than Jose, who uh, got got slagged off by the media for you know negative play that doesn't um, sustain strikers' goals. And he went on that rant about, I once managed a player at Real Madrid. His name was Cristiano Ronaldo. Pretty good player, huh? And then I once managed a guy at Manchester United, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Also good player. Um... So I think Harry Kane's just going to become that next guy in his line of defenses. Yeah, I mean, remarkably, he's he's close to another twenty goal season, missing probably about ten games again. But yeah, he's 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 one of the best in the league, one of the best over the last several years. Mm-hmm. Pains me to say it, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's fifth and fifth in goals. Damn, there's a lot of people on seventeen. Oh yeah, a lot of people a hat trick away, James. Hat trick away from the twenty goal club. Talk me through it. Who? Okay, so twenty goal club. Aside from Vardy and Ings, does anyone else have a realistic shout? Aubameyang of a. Uh, He's on boot? twenty. He's on twenty. But who's got a realistic shout of of Golden Boot? Aubameyang's got two games, so I'd say that's fair enough. Game in hand against Vardy. How many's get? How many does he have to get? Three against Watford and Villa. So I wouldn't put that out of reach. Right. Um, Salah has two games left. Watford, no, not Watford. Um, I forget who he's got. Chelsea, but he's on 19, so probably unlikely. He need to get four goals. Uh, and then, and then there's Jimenez, Kane, Mane, Martial, Sterling, and Rashford are all on 17. Mm-hmm. So they won't catch it, but they're all a hat trick or a couple of good games away from getting yeah. the 20 goals, which would be certainly well, a that's the race for, for the boot. Let's wrap it up. Pat, I think going into our final week, let's wrap it up with table talk. I think everything's going to be focused around fourth place and at the bottom of the table going into the last week. Uh, Chelsea, Leicester, United. Chelsea and United have midweek games, and then obviously Chelsea wraps up the season against Wolves. Leicester wraps up, wraps up the season against United. If you could predict third, fourth, and fifth place, how would that, how would that go for you? I believe who's Chelsea play Liverpool Liverpool midweek against a Klopp that was not happy <laughs> post Arsenal. Yep, and had no games to play this weekend. Full week mm-hmm. of rest. Mm-hmm. Damn. So there's a chance too that Chelsea get fifth. Oh yeah, very. There's a very real chance. Yeah. And there's no way. Okay, so Wolves can't catch Chelsea. Wolves can only oh say wolves are limit Spurs can get on sixty one yeah so it's completely a three horse race I think it's going to finish um I think Chelsea and United will 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 both finish ahead of Leicester mm-hmm. I think that Leicester will finish fifth mm-hmm. I don't know what order United and Chelsea will finish uh, but I think I think United beats Leicester so that doesn't really impact Chelsea Leicester needs to beat. United to catch Chelsea. Well, I guess they could draw, but 
Yeah. In any case, I, I think Leicester will finish yeah. fifth. Chelsea just needs to get a result out of Wolves on the last day. You know, they don't even need to worry about anything that happens in the Chelsea game. It's firmly in their grasp. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it'll go uh, Chelsea, United, Leicester there. And it's a shame for Leicester if they had a manager who was more positive, ambitious oriented. Um, you know? They will have a a week, Leicester will, to get right. It's true. Um, it's true. I Tough show today, Shut today. down on the yeah yeah. Well, it shows how much. Yeah, they I mean, it, yeah, you you, it's it's, you know, they got the draw against Arsenal, which I thought was well earned, and then the result against Bournemouth, and knowing what was at stake, the result against Tottenham are really unacceptable results for a team that's trying to hold on to a Champions yeah. League place without a doubt. So they put themselves in this position where now they've, they, they've lost their margin for error, out. and they had yeah. quite quite a large one. Yeah. So I do feel bad for them, but I guess every team earns what they get. Mm-hmm. And then down towards the bottom, let's talk Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth. Watford, two games to play. Um, we had mentioned them. It's it's City and uh, Arsenal, right? So two games to play on 34 points. Villa, also two games to play on 31 points. They'll be playing Arsenal and West Ham on the final day. And then Bournemouth with that one game against Everton, also on 31 points. Do you see a world where Watford goes down? They just need one point from those two games. I think Watford goes down. I think Villa will beat West Ham, lose to Arsenal, and Watford, it'll come down to goal differential, and it's four. So if Watford is losing two games, it's guaranteed it's down to at least two. Wow. I think Watford is going to get smacked by City and lose their goal differential edge. Wow. And then it's just going to come down to, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess it could be either Burnmouth or Villa. Yeah, I'm trying to speak truth to power here, but I do think Watford's going to go down at the hands of one of those two teams. I just I feel like they a deserve position it. to win. I don't know. They just deserve it now. Deserve what to go down? Yeah, the way well, they yeah, treated I mean, got, the manager, the way they approached the West Ham game. <sighs> so many issues. Yeah, big time, big time. So many issues, and yeah, you, there's 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 some fun stories at both Burnmouth and Villa. Yeah, um, and there's not really one at yeah. Watford. Well. Patrick, it's been real. Fans, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back to wrap it all up. This 2019-2020 season that feels like it's been going on forever. It's finally coming to an end. We'll be back to wrap it up next week with a few fun twists and turns up our sleeves to mark the end of this fabulous season. On behalf of Patrick, that's it for Prem de la Prem. Catch you next Tuesday. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.